0: Welcome to The Daily Decrypt, the go-to podcast for all things cybersecurity. Get ready to decrypt the complexities of cyber safety and stay informed. Stand at the frontier of cybersecurity news, where every insight is a key to unlocking the mysteries of the digital domain. Your voyage through the cyber news vortex starts now. All right, welcome back to The Daily Decrypt. You made it through February. The longest February we've seen in three years. Welcome to March. Today's March 1st. And today, we are unpacking a suitcase of scams, as travelers find their dream stays turning into nightmares, thanks to a crafty Airbnb con that's more about taking your money than providing a bed. Then... We're crossing over to the chessboard of international politics, where Russia is playing a long game, aiming to outlast Western resolve in Ukraine, in a strategy that might have the West checking its watches rather than its moves. And finally, we're plugging into the utility sector, where the US Department of Energy and utility regulators are sparking an initiative to shield our electric grid from cyber threats, proving that in the battle against hackers, it's better to be a smart cookie than a tough nut to crack. In a cunning ruse, scammers hijacked the credibility of Airbnb and TripAdvisor, orchestrating a fake listing ballet that pirouetted right into travelers' wallets. Imagine this. You're scrolling through Airbnb, dreaming of a lavish apartment in Amsterdam. You find one, but uh, the plot thickens. The host, citing technical glitches and steep fees on Airbnb, suggests a detour to TripAdvisor. But here's the twist. The TripAdvisor link leads not to the safety of a verified booking site, but into the clutches of a fake doppelganger site designed to snatch your hard-earned cash. Now let's unravel the scale of this breach. Our digital detectives at Malwarebytes stumbled upon this scam while actually trying to book a stay. Digging deeper, they uncovered not one, not two, but a sprawling network of 220 phony websites linked to this scam. The implications? Well, they're as vast as the web of lies spun by these scammers. Unsuspecting travelers could be out of pocket, potentially thousands of dollars with no booking in hand. So how can you avoid falling into such a trap? First off, skepticism is your best friend. If a deal sounds too good to be true. Your scam raider should be beeping. Always book directly through official platforms. Watch out for odd email addresses and links that don't match the purported site. And remember, haste makes waste. Don't let scammers pressure you into quick decisions. All right, so up next, we're talking about some research that uncovers that Russia is trying to use war fatigue against its enemies in the West, which includes us. The Kremlin is planning to use a Soviet-era technique known as the correlation of forces and means, which assesses the West's resolve through the lens of a political rhetoric, economic tremors, and public sentiment. But what exactly is Moscow aiming to achieve? Beyond the fog of war rhetoric, terms like denazification and demilitarization float around. Russia's tangible goal seems to be ensuring Ukraine remains outside of NATO's embrace, which is a tactic not unlike its maneuvers in Georgia back in 2008. So, how is Russia planning to pull this off? They're planning to use information confrontation by weaving narratives designed to resonate with Western audiences, leveraging actual Western economic concerns and political discourse. To paint a picture of inevitable defeat, should support for Ukraine persist? And yet, the plot thickens. The Kremlin is not just playing a game of hearts and minds abroad, but is also betting on the resilience of the Russian spirit. Convinced that its own populace can weather the storm longer than the West can. As the West grapples with these strategic feints and thrusts, the real question emerges. How do we counteract this narrative of fatigue without compromising our values or interests? It's a delicate balance between reinforcing our resolve and ensuring that our support for Ukraine doesn't unravel at the seams of domestic discontent. As we chart the course through these turbulent waters, it's clear that the solution lies not just in military aid or economic sanctions, but in the realm of information warfare and economic resilience. To counter the tide of Russian influence, Western nations must refine their information strategies, ensuring that the narrative of support for Ukraine remains compelling and truthful, while also addressing the economic pinch felt by their citizens. So just to wrap this up, Russia is using propaganda, not only against its own citizens, to paint Ukraine as a terrible place. Obviously, the Kremlin has to do something to convince Russian troops to be killing innocent people, but... Now Russia is turning to sway the minds of those in the West who are coming to Ukraine's aid, such as you and I, especially during this election year, they're going to not only try to sway our votes in the election, but also to sway the minds of the voters away from supporting Ukraine. So keep an eye out for any pro-Russia propaganda in the coming months. Alright, and finally, following our recent report on the security recommendations for water utilities, we're going to be diving deeper into the broader utilities sector with a fresh update. On February 29th, 2024, Utility Dive shone a light on a pivotal initiative by utility regulators and the U.S. Department of Energy to enhance the cybersecurity defenses of our nation's utility infrastructure. This collaborative effort introduces a set of voluntary cybersecurity baselines designed to fortify the electric grid against the rising tide of cyber threats. The initiative, a joint venture between the National Association of Regulatory Utility Commissions, or NARUC, and the DOE's Office of Cybersecurity, Energy Security, and Emergency Response, aims to establish a foundational framework to safeguard distribution systems and distributed energy resources. These guidelines serve as a beacon for state public utility commissions, utilities, and aggregators offering a standardized approach to mitigating cyber risks. So why is this important? We're currently living in an era where the electric grid is increasingly decentralized and the specter of cyber attacks looms larger than ever. The interconnectedness of today's grid coupled with the proliferation of smart technologies exposes vulnerabilities that could be exploited to disrupt essential services. The DOE and Narex initiative underscores the importance of cybersecurity as the backbone of power system resilience. So some key recommendations from the initiative include incorporating cybersecurity requirements in utilities procurement processes, advocating for robust information sharing protocols in the event of security incidents, and enforcing stringent access controls and authentication measures to protect critical infrastructure. So make sure people aren't accessing your digital resources as well as your physical resources. There shouldn't be random people roaming around in your building, and it's not anyone else's responsibility but your own to make sure there's no random people roaming around your building. Take some pride in extremely important work you're doing, whether you're a janitor or a senior manager at one of these utility facilities. Though your work may feel mundane, it is extremely important to the health and wealth of the nation. We would be absolutely crippled without internet, but we would also be absolutely crippled without power, without water. And as threats increase to our country, to the Western world, these threats are going to be targeting utilities first. If they can shut those down, they can control everything. So next time you see a stranger roaming around, ask him who he is. Ask him to throw identification. It's okay. We got to encourage this practice where we work because you'd be surprised at what someone can get by being physically present in your building. They simply need to plug in a USB stick to the back of a random computer, and they can likely get control over all the systems. They'll be able to access any information that may be living on that computer and pivot to be controlling every computer in your building. It's pretty difficult to defend against outside threats, but it's next to impossible to defend once they've entered your building so access control is very important alongside password management multi-factor authentication all the stuff we love to harp on and if you are an employee of one of these utility services which I happen to know quite a few put a bug in your IT person's ear put a bug in your boss's ear never forget the power of your own voice and making a difference so talk to people make sure things are getting done that need to be getting done if you guys get breached not only will you be out of a job but you'd probably be out of power. So we really appreciate everything you guys are doing out there. And that's all we got for you today. Thanks for listening. Happy March. And we hope this month is the best month of your life.